Today's episode of Menu Feed is brought to you by Bush's Best. Now you can offer fresh made hummus with ease. Bush's Best Classic Hummus Made Easy works in any operation. To prepare, all you have to do is combine with one number 10 can of Bush's Best garbanzo or low sodium garbanzo beans and blend to desired consistency. The result? Great hummus with no hassle. For more information, visit bushbeansfoodservice.com. Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. During each episode of Menu Feed, we take a close look at the culinary trends shaping today's menus. Today I'm sitting down with Ashley and Rick Ortiz, founders of Antique Taco, to talk about restaurant catering. Off-premise catering is a $65 billion market, according to Technomic, and it is projected to grow another 5% in 2020. Let's hear how fast casual Antique Taco is capitalizing on this trend. Welcome, Rick and Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. So tell us a little bit about how you started Antique Taco and what it's all about. I know it tells a story and you try and reflect that in the concept. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, we, we, um, we met working in the restaurant industry, actually at Soldier Field in the fine dining unit. She was uh, catering in events. I was the executive, executive sous chef there. Um, it took us a while for our, our, our relationship to blossom, but she had left and, you know, we, we become friends, but, but overall we had worked really well together. Mm-hmm. We were, um, just in charge of this catering department and we're always able to come up with new and creative creative ways of how to serve food and cater um yeah it was just a great experience we we just knew that we could work you know start something yeah and we we did we decided to go off on our own a few years after meeting and we were i always say we were young and naive which (laughs) is how we were able to just go into it really blindly. We had a lot of hospitality experience, but really were learning on the job of how to be business owners and how to really run a successful restaurant. But Antique Taco was really what Rick and I loved. We loved Mexican food. Rick grew up with more authentic Mexican food, went to Kendall College and really big farmer's market boom when he was in school at that time. And you know, really brought his spin on, on, on Mexican food. And we both collectively loved antiques and antique shopping and so it was just we we felt like when someone walks in our restaurant we want them to feel um a little bit more of what we also love which is the aesthetic and how it feels and how it looks so we we played into into that aspect as well as making sure the menu was was perfect and delicious and wanting people to come back so it's kind of unusual for a fast casual to focus so much on decor and antiques. Yeah. So how do you make that work? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it was it was our baby in the beginning, and we just we sourced everything. I mean, we still do, but, you know, down to the plate and the fork. And I remember one article came out and was like, you can get tacos and you can buy the plate that you ate them on. And, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, we, let's. <laughs> 
let's ride that wave. And, you know, obviously when we were getting busier and then open more locations, it was harder to do, um, to do all of that where we were able to sell as well. So we have, we'd like to have retail sections, um, in especially our Wicker Park location, but yeah, the antiques was just, was just fun. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to stand out amongst fast casual. And I think when you think of fast casual, at least when I do kind of think a lot of sterile, uh, you know, assembly lines, and we just wanted to create more of a, you know, not fine dining, but more of a, just a fun, hip, cool place that you want to hang out with, hang out at, and uh, just happens to be that you order at the counter. So, yeah. yeah. So Rick, how is the menu differentiated from other fast casual taco concepts, especially? Well, you know, it all starts with the tortilla. We bring in our masa every day. We're pressing them by hand, you know, at every location uh, for our catering orders and all. But um, yeah, so it starts with the the tortilla, and then, you know, everything that we source is local or sourced from a farmer, from our proteins. You know, we have to get creative and how mm -hmm. to make that work, especially at, at our price point. Um, but it's definitely, uh, the food is, is fun, it's interesting, it's fresh, there's a lot of flavors going in. I like to call it like a fine dining experience in, you know, in a casual restaurant because there are seven to eight elements that go into each taco. Wow. You know, you're not going to find that in everything. I mean, it looks like it's easy. And people were like, well, that's, you know, that was, you know, why does it have all that flavor? It's because we put a lot into it. Yeah. Yeah. So how has your off-site business changed since you began Antique Taco? I mean, there's a lot going on with delivery and catering. Can you get into that a little bit? Of course. Yeah. I think we have a strong catering and events background. So we always knew that was something that we'd probably get into eventually. But when we opened, we wanted to focus on being that brick and mortar, the people came in and we didn't focus on the catering. And about two years into owning um, our restaurant, we got the ability to expand and open up an event space on our second floor, which we call the guest room. And when we were able to kind of create more of a division, we were able to focus a little more on our drop-off catering as well. Because before it wasn't always a position. And once we had that event space, it felt like we could really have that catering events department that focused on drop-off catering and private events in our space. So from, you know, two years in when we opened, it just keeps growing. And with the three locations and the ability to market throughout the city and Bridgeport, Revival, downtown, and also at our Wicker Park location, we really, you know, we hit all areas of the city. And um, it's we have two full-time people working in our catering and events team doing a ton of drop-off orders. Mm -hmm. And also at the restaurants, we all know delivery uh, apps are everywhere. It's something we really didn't do for many, many years. Um, we obviously did the catering, 20 or more people, we would bring it to you. But, you know, someone that wants a pork taco and chips and guac, they still want it delivered. And we were really, we were those people that was really hard to get us signed on. And when we did, we, we, we realized that is the way of... of uh, of food service right now. A lot of, a lot of food is just about the experience that you can have in your own home. And mm -hmm. so we're embracing that. We're just really trying to work on, um, making sure that food tastes just as good when it arrives to your home and, and looks, uh, just as good as well. Yeah. So. We have to bring the antique taco experience to people now. So mm -hmm. that's what we're, we're learning. I'm sure a lot of businesses are going through as well. Do you use third party delivery companies or are you still doing it on your own? 
Yeah, we've always, we've never done like the single orders or, you know, smaller takeout orders. We've never managed that. We've always worked with a company and we, we partnered with Caviar at our Wicker Park location. And it's funny, each neighborhood kind of has a different platform that they kind of resonate towards. Mm -hmm. So I, we do the most at our Wicker Park location and Caviar is our exclusive vendor. Who was just bought out by DoorDash. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, I think the landscape is kind of changing as we speak. So yes. who knows what will happen by you yeah. know this time next year. Well, we have a really fun caviar yeah. promotion going on right now where we're like, actually, we have some marketing around all the they have billboards and, and we're on all the bus stops right now. Oh, cool. So, you know, we're embracing that people want our food delivered because I know all the, the a lot, almost every restaurant is on some delivery app, but not every restaurant is a place that, you know, maybe is a place that customers feel that they want that delivered. That's more, oh, that's really high end and I want to go to that actual restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's nice that we have that balance that people still want to come in, but people also feel like our food is travels well and, and they'd want to eat it at their home. As far as catering goes, do you do more social catering or like office catering at lunchtime? Or is one day part busier than another or is it kind of even? Catering's so funny because we can start the week with very few orders and end the week with several. So <laughs> catering is always a last minute thing. Um, the people that order catering that aren't last minute are the wedding catering. So mm -hmm. we definitely do, when we do social, we do big orders. But when we do corporate, you know, it could be a 20 person, it could be a hundred person, but they're, they're a lot more, they're a lot less lead time on corporate that there is on the social, the, mm -hmm. you know, the birth, the first birthdays and the right. 40s and the, and the weddings. So, but I would say it's a mix. I mm -hmm. really do. It's a mix. Is this time of year busier for you when it's, we're approaching the holiday season? Yes and no. I mean, we have, you know, we, we have little breaks in there with like Thanksgiving and we're closed on Christmas and Christmas Eve and we're closed on Monday. So we'll definitely have some larger breaks than normal, but the first few weeks in December are definitely busy with the corporate events mm -hmm. and the social events and the guest room. It's usually our busiest month in the guest room. And then again, those catering orders can, can come in from December to January celebrating holiday. So mm -hmm. Rick, you mentioned that you try and bring the antique taco experience to someone's home or someone's office. So how do you do that? Do you present the food in a certain way? Um, or? Yeah, yeah, I think the, you know, the key is, you know, we are looking at our packaging a lot mm -hmm. more. And, you know, as far as like how it's, you know, minute as that sounds, it's, I think it's a big part of it. And, you know, I know Ashley's working on it and day in, day out. And I feel like, um, you know, whether it's, you know, an antique branded box or our, our clothespins that we're attaching, I'm, I'm also talking about giving the chicles away inside of it so people mm -hmm. have some something to walk walk away with. And then we're able to, you know, put our, our um, marketing information inside. So I think that, you know, it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything, but I, I think the main thing is that we are really thinking about that process and we're trying to make it as efficient and as good as possible. Because we know it does have its challenges. We, the food leaves our door and, we, you know, we have, you know, a little control over that, but, you know, the goal is to partner with the right people that, you mm -hmm. know, really respect what we're doing, and they're actually an extension of us, too, so that's that's what, how we make our decisions with delivery. And so you you mentioned you have a separate staff for catering and in-store. Yeah. Do they ever overlap? I mean, do sometimes the catering orders get so busy or the delivery orders get so busy that the in-store staff is handling some? 
Definitely. <laughs> we, we definitely cross-train all of our managers to be able to execute a catering order pickup, uh, making sure that everything's labeled properly. You know, we have our custom stickers, our table tents. There's, there's, we've come a long way and there's definitely that checklist for every order and, and definitely more than just the catering team knows how to push that out and manage that. So how does catering fit into a fast casual business plan? Because I know a lot of the full service restaurants, they build it in at the beginning. Is it something that you've had to revise as you've gone along and as catering got busier? Yeah, I would, for sure. I think that, you know, for, from a, the menu standpoint, food, um, you know, we, we, again, had our challenges in knowing what could hold or what wouldn't hold well, you know, in catering and uh, delivery. So I think also, too, it was, you know, we, I think we got lucky uh, when we opened up Antique Taco. We kind of hit it. Uh, we, could, we, we, you know, we hit it out of the park in the sense like the menu, the menu rep, uh, ref, was reflected well, received well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had these like, I don't know, these key tacos were kind of like the greatest hits essentially. And uh, we made some revisions to them, you know, per season, you know, whether it's the topping or the sauce here and there. But they not only... Um, you know, received well, they, they actually traveled well. We saw that we were able to, you know, expand on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say it's hard to make those changes, those changes now across the board because, you know, whether they are on our third delivery, uh, delivery apps, our websites, our marketing information. So now we have to be really thorough and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, have a good plan, action plan when, when changing those. And I would, you know, Ashley, I would love to just like write a chalkboard and, you know, change it up all the time. But, you know, there's a, a definitely this really cool thing to see how, you know, what's possible, you know, from where we started to where we are. Mm-hmm. Ashley, how has your experience as an event planner come into this, all, you know, the whole business plan and the way you present your catering and offsite, del- you know, delivery items? Yeah. Yeah. So besides working at Soldier Field, I worked at Food for Thought Catering. And so I, I, I really learned so much there and catered all different type of venues really was the inspiration behind the, creating the guest room. So learning about the process the clients have to go through in order to book a social event or a wedding and all the things that they had to bring in. What I really wanted to create in the guest room was an experience where they didn't have to worry about bringing in the forks, the knives, the linens. All that was for the, already for uh, available for them. Mm-hmm. And they could pick different antiques that they wanted. And so that I just wanted to have a lot of fun with and have them focus on the food and beverage, just create a space that didn't, you know, didn't need so much, um, wasn't so overwhelming for the client. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there was just so much education that needed to take place when we had a wedding client going to the field museum or a floral shop. It's like, no, 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 there's nothing there. We have to bring everything in for you. So I think that experience drove me to want to create a different experience for people. And then the catering, I mean, I think we're always learning and evolving. Before Rick and I found a brick and mortar, we, I mean, that's what we were doing. We were doing uh, catering, we were doing Renegade Craft Fair, we were doing all these festivals, working out of a shared kitchen. So Randolph Antique Market. Yeah, oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, that's where we we started. Um, and I think we always go back to um, to different experiences that we've learned along the way. So, yeah. did you have a food truck at these venues, or was it you we, just set up? <laughs> no, we didn't have a food truck. Funny enough, um, we actually have 
a, a, a truck that is being, it's in the works right now. We're creating a margarita truck um, oh, cool. right now. So we're working on getting our catering liquor license. We're going to be serving rosemary margaritas out of it. Oh, neat. So it's called Rosemary's Goods. And um, we also, at our Bridgeport location, every Wednesday over the summer did food truck nights. So it's funny. A lot of people yeah. think we have a food truck, but... Um, we never started with a food truck. We always, we worked with a lot of them at the shared kitchens, but we were always just catering private events or doing festivals where, yeah, you know, Rick was bringing all the, the stuff that was needed to actually cook everything on site. So just a tent. That's all we have. <laughs> Flat top. <laughs> oh, when it rained, it was rough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We, uh, we, we come from, yeah, this, you know, we're just trying to make it like everybody. And it was, it was great. It was, it was a good a good experience. Yeah, so what you're doing now is easy in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> We've always been really hands-on. You yeah. know, we, we certainly have that background and experience to know how difficult it is to execute something in a different environment. Um, of course, having that brick and mortar is so nice. It was so nice. I remember when we opened to be like, people are coming to us and we don't have to go, you know. But it's still so fun to get out there. So we do a lot of collaborations. We were just out at Five Rabbit Brewery selling tacos. And, you know, so it's fun to get back out there. It's also fun to have uh, three homes throughout the city where people can find us, too. Yeah. yeah. So you talked a little bit about marketing, and this is part of your marketing plan yeah. to get out there is, yeah. and be visible. Mm -hmm. But how else do you market your catering program or the restaurants in general? Um, I would say... As far as our catering, I think that um, word of mouth has been a, a huge thing for us. And I think that, you know, for our catering department, they, you know, it started with us. Ashley and I didn't think we can, like, step away from, like, bringing every order and setting it up. And to the point where it's amazing how, how, how you know, now the managers have taken over. And, you know, they're just everybody, what I hear a lot is everybody, like, we love how it was, it was effortless, how setting it up. And, you know, we were able just to go through and eat and you guys did everything that we can think of and um, I think the presentation is, is cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we try to bring that, you know, antique taco experience to mm -hmm. every location. We've been really blessed to have most of our business be word of mouth. We have, we, you know, we have ventured last year, we started doing some wedding shows. So we did Indie Wed. And so we didn't necessarily want to be a wedding venue. Uh, I feel like rehearsal <laughs> dinners is a, is a sweet spot up there. But you know what? We have a lot of intimate weddings as well. Mm -hmm. And reaching out to those clients or going to those wedding shows, you know, there's a lot of things that they're planning during that you know, wedding mm -hmm. year of planning of showers and stuff like that. So we are dabbling into outside marketing a bit, but have been very blessed to just be able to do marketing within our space. And, you know, being at Revival opened us up to a bunch of new people. Being at the White Sox Stadium, a ton of new people that, you know, that got to experience our food. So I think where we're positioned throughout the city gives us that marketing ability to just hit a lot of, hit the south side, hit downtown, and hit, you know, the north side. So we feel very, very diverse in that sense that we can that we can explore all over. And then with our third-party deliveries, I mean, they will take our food pretty much anywhere. So mm -hmm. it's nice that we can we can do that. And we, we, we have very visual um, marketing material that we put in all of our orders. So nice. people... And when you say word of mouth, do you um, take social media? And is that part of it? Yeah. As well? People Definitely. do Instagram and tweet about 
your catering. I know. It's so funny. Back in the day when we first opened, you know, we had Facebook and I was always, you know, blessed to be able to, I always think back to like back in the day when you had to like put all your money into like a one full page ad or like have marketing on, you know, something. And it's so different now. And it's, it's even changed within the seven years that we've been in business because oh, now, yeah. you know, you have to spend a little bit more money on the uh, pushing your posts out for them to be seen. So it's always evolving, but yes, we definitely use social media and, you know, different partnerships I feel like have, have been a great source for us. When we were tastemakers with Mariano's and that was really cool. Mm. We were on the back page of like the newspaper and we're like, have really cool, you know, these caviar partnerships where we're at a bus stop. So we really think about those type of things too and to see, you know, who we're aligning ourselves up mm-hmm. with to to kind of get our name out there. Yeah. So in Chicago, there are a lot of restaurants that do catering and lots of big name full service ones. Yeah. So how do you compete with those? As a, I mean, obviously you have a different um, ambiance and feel to what you do, but are there any other ways that you compete? I think ours is just, um, you know, being uh, accessible. You know, we, 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 did, we didn't really want to focus on the full service mm-hmm. portion, but we could uh, recommend maybe a, a staffing company that can help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know that some of maybe the larger companies, they're, you know, totally, you know, uh, from start to finish, you know, they're setting up to breaking down. And we went through that, uh, like, uh, for a while. And I'm not saying that we won't go back to that, but at the same time, I think that we found what works for us. And mm-hmm. for, we have to be efficient and we have to make sure that we're uh, providing a great, um, you know, taco each time. And uh, yeah, people I continue f- to come back. Yeah, I feel like one of the reasons we stand out is because when you're catering to an office, tacos is one of the best things that you can cater. <laughs> You can hit a lot of different dietary restrictions. Almost all of our food is gluten free. A lot of op- a lot of catering that we do, the dairy is on the side. So you're hitting, you know, vegetarian, dairy free, gluten free. You can have two or three proteins and really be able to, you know, cater to an office and really hit a lot of people's mm-hmm. dietary needs. And I, I think that's hard to save for a lot of food because mm-hmm. a lot of food either has a ton of dairy or gluten and I always think, um, when I think about what am I going to cater, it just tacos is easy and it's fun, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we have really good vegetarian tacos, and I hear that a lot too, and I think with offices being a little more conscious of that that type of thing, we have a few offices that, that they are only allowed to bring in vegetarian oh, food, really? and you know, they're like, you have the best vegetarian tacos, we have our, our potato and our mushroom, and we have a lot of a lot of other like our taco salad is can be vegetarian so we i feel like we really check off a lot of boxes mm-hmm. and i think that's why people will continue to reorder from us or if they're seeing us for the first time you know they'll kind of keep us in their in their menu ordering throughout the year so so you're not using any of the plant-based meats the fake meats that are available now we're not we definitely do some vegan specials at the restaurant mm-hmm. we'll play with a little bit of that but for our for our tacos that we cater, um, you know, it's just we're using potatoes and we're using mushrooms. And, Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, from farmers, so from River Valley and from Iron Creek. So. so I don't want you to give away any secrets, but what kinds of best practices would you share with other fast casual operators who aren't necessarily selling tacos, but just, sure. you know, in general? 
In terms of the restaurant or catering? In terms of catering, well, either, but, you know, as far as catering, since we're trying to focus on that, I mean, if they, or off-premise in general, I mean, as far as delivery and um, catering, what kind of lessons have you learned or mistakes made that you would advise others (laughs) not to? Well, I would say, Rick, you know, you're you're a stickler with the checklist. Nobody wants to (laughs) open their catering order and not have guac, guac with their chips or chips with the without yeah. the block so and i think checklists. we're, we're trying to better our processes too as far as like having checklists and being able to make sure that we hit everything there's nothing worse than you know you whether it's delivery or catering you you forget something or mm-hmm. you have to come back so i think it's just being thorough being on top of it training your team well um you know just it, it should become second nature but at the same time people are going to make mistakes you know mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I, I have to say how many times did we forget the taco salad in the in the cooler and someone's running back or with something. So what we've done is we've put some, you know, fail safes in there to help, you know, that process. And the main thing is just like, if there's an easy checklist that someone can go through and anybody can learn, um, you're going to be able to grow your business. Great. So what's next for Anti Taco aside from the margarita truck? <laughs> I mean, that sounds really exciting. And I'm sure that'll be a big hit with catering functions. Yes, I think that's going to open the door. A lot of people want to cater or uh, have our rosemary margarita, and we sell them the mix right now, and they have mm-hmm. to bring in their own, but we'd love to be able to provide that service soon. Um, what's next? You know, there's always something, you know. I think we we love the food hall concepts. We love kind of creating. We were in the White Sox Stadium this year and selling two tacos, learned a ton, I think for us, it's about figuring out a few key things and focusing on that. We've, we just feel like um, we understand food is changing and we just want to focus on kind of uh, what works, you know, and mm-hmm. not cloud it with the things that don't. So really honing in on whether that be, you know, like branching off with one of our items, but just kind of focus, having a, having a really strong focus. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what our, what what the future holds for us. Yeah, and I, I think that we, you know, we really enjoy hospitality and we're looking into smaller projects, things like that, uh, just off, you know, a little, mm-hmm. um, a spin-off antique taco, if, you know, possible. And yeah, we, you know, we have our girls, partnerships. partnerships yeah, we're, we're really looking into, you know, partnering with other people that have like-minded uh, mm-hmm. values, you know, things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, you know, antique taco is well spread out like diverse like Ashley said and we're just trying to spend some more time with our two little girls nice well thank you both very much this was really a lot of fun (laughs) I appreciate your time here today of course course. this was great thank you please join us next time to delve into more menu trends that will help you stay ahead of the curve this episode of menu feed is brought to you by Bush's Best with the incredible variety of Bush's Best bean products They've got you covered with everything from loaded fries to hummus, chili to burritos, succotash to stews. The power of beans is truly incredible in nutrition, versatility, and possibility. Plus, each of these recipes has been carefully crafted to make sure they always attract and they always amaze. For more information, please visit bushbeansfoodservice.com.